1: Episode 144, you're listening to the one and only Sports Fist, it's me Pucci. I'm with the regular crew, uh, John, hi John. How's it going? Uh, it's good. Stu, hi Stu. Uh,
3: hey guys, how's it going?
1: And Clarence Swamptown.
3: Hola. <laughs> oh
0: no, it's Mexican Swamptown. Oh
1: wow, we thought this day would never come.
4: Hey, pasa Jose. Marathala.
1: You sound like yeah. a you sound like a natural. Oh boy. Oh boy. You lost us. You had me then you lost me.
4: That means uh, may I sharpen my pencil please. That was the if you had if you wanted to leave the room in seventh grade Spanish class you had to say it in Spanish and the pencil sharpener was way down the hall and I always wanted to leave.
0: Rosebond oh, had amazing. pencil sharpeners not in all of the class classrooms?
4: Well, pardon me. No, we didn't. It's oh, not like wreck Shared. or blade St. Margaret's <laughs> St. St. Margaret's. You know, one pencil sharpener. Yeah, oh, John, this cool. wasn't
1: this was the fifth number.
0: I, <laughs> I gotta tell you, Ortonville was not a well to do district, but even they had pencil sharpeners in all indoor toilets. Did you have indoor toilets? We did have well, entirely indoor enough. toilets. Rosemont didn't have indoor toilets?
4: Puedo uh, sacarle la punta el The funny,
0: funny thing is I've been to Rosemont High School and it's extremely nice.
1: Don't. Come on. Don't do that. Let him have his bit.
0: All right, that's good.
1: So we are going to talk uh, football, probably a little bit of Wild, Wolves, Twins. I think we've got a rant, an, an unprovoked rant from John
3: queued oh. up. Well, it was provoked by friend of the program, Michael Rand, I believe. And friend of the program, John Bonas.
1: So wow. let's say it was provoked, but, but still somewhat out of the blue. So we're going we're to look forward to that no later. One. Yeah.
0: No one should be this angry, and yet here I am.
1: The John Martheller story. Yeah. That's a great memoir title. No one should be this yeah, angry. No one should be and this yet angry, yet here I am. but here I am. <laughs> uh, so first off, probably the most exciting thing to be happening in late January is we now have the Super Bowl matchup. Did you guys watch games last weekend? I did. And you were excited because you're a Broncos guy by proxy, right? By proxy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Although I...
0: Your wife is a Broncos fan. How did yes. she live through that game?
3: I, I actually had to go pick Piper up from her uh, musical, so I was listening to the game on the radio where it was much better because Phil Simms wasn't involved. Heem? So, Heem. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but, yeah, uh, she was. She said it, she was miserable to be around during that second half. She was very glad it was just her and the dog, and, and the dog actually went to another room. <laughs> So <laughs> Sophie had no time for her. It was not, a bit.
0: You know, I didn't particularly care whether the Broncos or Patriots won, I thought, but as it turned out, I was cheering so hard against the Patriots that I was, like, <laughs> punching the couch on that last drive where the Patriots just kept pulling stuff <laughs> out of their butt.
1: That was amazing.
0: Because I was just so angry that they were going to come back and win again, and we we're it was just going to be miserable the whole way around, and then somehow... The Broncos pulled it out. It
1: really did feel like one of those movies where the villain just refuses to die.
0: Yeah, he's just he's just walking. He's not even running, and the 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 hero is running, and yet somehow the villain's catching up. It was exactly like that.
3: I think you basically just described Gronk. Although I don't think he's he's just Gronk. I don't think he's evil. He's just. He's just Gronk. He's, <laughs> He's just, Frankenstein, not Frankenstein's monster. That's Bella. When or, the sorry, the other way around. Right. Yeah.
1: When the Broncos got the ball back after the Patriots uh, missed that fourth and one um, that they went for on like the fifteen yard line, I think this is the time there was like six minutes left. They only had to get one of twenty things to go their way, and they would have won the game. And yet, nineteen in a row went against them until that two point play. Like they mm-hmm. couldn't get any drives going. They had to punt. They went for it again, stopped them. Couldn't get a drive going. Had to punt again and give it back to them. And they finally get that fourth and ten bomb, and then the Gronk pass into the end zone. It was incredible to watch. And, and then uh, Gronk
3: was open on the two point conversion too. He that's was what I've heard. Open. I'm I'm confused at why how that's possible and if <laughs> because the the guy Brady threw to everyone converged on him and, and Gronk kind of like snuck out of that little bunch there and he was like away had the whole back like right of the end zone to himself if he had just like thrown you know anything that way it would have been a tie game so there's no was... way Denver wins after that I think it's completely over they're just broken there
1: so Brady was looking for Gronk for most of that game yes. and especially when he came up big in those two big passes you would I wonder if they just outsmarted themselves thinking, okay, well, they're going to have four guys on Gronk, so we're going to just look away. I'm not even going to look in his direction because I don't have time because obviously they're up my ass within 0.5 seconds. That's the only thing that makes sense to me is that he he outsmarted himself or he overthought it or whatever you want to call it.
0: That's sort of what the Patriots have been doing this year. They keep outsmarting themselves. Like the time Belichick chose to kick off in overtime and immediately lost the game and well, we're gonna go for it twenty-five times on fourth down instead of just kicking field goals. Even though that, even Denny Green got that one right.
1: <laughs> I know it was an odd, it was an odd thing for those guys. And then, of course, they just had a million things go wrong for them, and still almost went to the Super Bowl. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I was bummed. I like I like the Patriots a lot. I, I hate think.
0: you so much, Brandon.
1: <laughs> no, I know, but I would say in past years, the reasons that I have liked them is because they have seemed so. Purposeful with their strategies going into a game. All of a sudden, they'll bring in some guy off the waiver wire and he'll rush 25 times because they found some sort of tactical weakness. But that didn't really happen this game. I think they were certainly outcoached by a couple cast-offs, Kubiak and, and Phillips. So so this wasn't the same team that I'm used to seeing that, that was really smart and, and came up with all these inventive ways to win. This was just like Brady hoping he could pull something out of his ass for the most part. So... So that was, but that's fine. I'm not like uh, I wasn't crying or anything, super upset about it. But um, I am a huge Panthers fan. Uh, so that was awesome.
3: Yeah, that's that's a that's a football eating machine right there. My God, I and
1: mean, how did this happen? They were seven, eight, and one last year, and they they're just they just you know, have a better offensive line.
3: They pl- okay. They played a terrible schedule this year. That really, you know, allowed them to, like, you know, get a, like, really impressive looking record.
1: The record, sure, but they also and beat then, Seattle. Defense and, they... and,
3: and Cam Newton is basically just, I don't know what you, he's like Dante with all the power-ups. I mean, he's just... Dante he's with grown-up hands. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> I mean, that's I mean, that's the similarity I keep coming back to is, like, 2004 Dante Culpepper, only even better than that. Just that you know, combination of just being, you know, super accurate passer and just being so devastating when he's like running. I mean, just killing people when he runs.
1: And these giant defensive linemen just bounce off him.
3: Exactly. I mean, he's just. It's just. It's unfair. It's like Steph Curry and the Warriors. Only he's like built like a brick shit house. <laughs> it's just. It's 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 just it's amazing to watch. He's great. He is fun to watch for sure. And again, he's made Ted Ginn Jr. good. He's Ted Ginn on Jr. has six been good teams since in eight years, years or 10. something, right? Like he's, I know. he's just been terrible. He had nobody to throw to except for Greg Olson, who I mean, like yeah, yeah, that Thor motherfucker, and that's about it. That's all he had. And former Daily Show host John Stewart is his running back. That's okay. that's all he's got.
1: It's a pretty good second but career for for old Stew. It really is.
3: It really is. Um, but yeah, I just I I I. I, I I don't see how Denver wins that game. I mean, I see that defense giving Newton probably as good a test as he's had all year, but I just I don't see it.
1: Yeah, I was looking I at uh, Football Outsiders, which you guys know I love looking at, and I don't think that's been officially banned. Only Pro Football Focus has been a ban has been banned yeah. from the podcast. Is that right, Clarence? See,
4: si.
1: see. Si. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was looking up football outsiders, and Denver is the number one ranked defense, and Carolina is the number two ranked defense, which is pretty cool to see both of them end up in the Super Bowl. But the difference is on offense. Carolina is the number eight offense, and uh, do you want to guess where Denver is this year, ranking-wise? Twenty
3: sixth, twenty twenty fifth. 25th. Wow. Clarence was trying to think of a Spanish number. He couldn't get to it. Dos,
1: dos, <laughs> dos ni, I can only count nine. to 11. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, what's the quinceañera? You could have tried oh, that. Dos, tres, tres, tres,
4: That's as high as I can go higher. Fourteenth. Fourteenth.
1: So, it's, it's oh, great. Great. <laughs> so that's, still, that's closer than your first guess. Yeah, 25th. And here's another fun fact for you. Um that is the worst lowest ranked offense in the super bowl in 10 years and it's actually probably even a lot longer than that i just i just got bored and gave up after 10 years of looking back at past rankings the worst offense in 10 years
0: watching peyton manning throw the ball poorly is just sad it's just
3: it's, it's like, not fun to watch. Like, I thought it would be of, funny. Uh, it's Favre his last year with the Vikings. It's just Yeah, but even nothing. worse. Because Favre
0: yeah, Spar- at least still had a strong arm his last year with the Vikings. He
1: was just stupid. And, yeah, right. Yeah, Peyton is just complete just guile. Passion checks.
0: And he's just, I mean, he's throwing the ball as hard as he can on out routes, and it's just fluttering to the ground 10 yards short of where he means it to go. And he has or no
1: touch either. He'll crow hop, take 15 steps, and overthrow a guy, but it's because it's on a fucking bullet, and he should be trying to loft it a little bit.
0: Yeah, or he'll try to throw a bullet and it'll just float and the receiver will have to come back six steps to try to catch it. It's just, oh, it's a nightmare.
1: I know we talk a lot about how what you think is going to happen in a football game, typically the exact opposite happens. So yeah. I hope I'm I'm wrong here, but I feel like he might die. <laughs> like on a blindside blitz from Luke keekley he's just, that's it, he died. It's all over. He died doing that. Or Thomas Davis
3: will hit him with his cast, yeah. Or something. <laughs>
1: yeah, um, it's, it's it's very
3: very oh,
0: brutal. No. I I tweeted this, but can you imagine Peyton Manning behind the Vikings' offensive line? Because every time anyone breaks through the line at all, Manning has no choice just but to go down to the ground and avoid getting hurt because he's not even. Agile and fast enough to take two steps and wing the ball out of bounds anymore.
1: Yeah, I know. He
0: can't, he can't run, and even if he tried to run and tried to throw it out of bounds, it wouldn't make it all the way to the sideline because his <laughs> arm is so weak at this point. Yeah. So, <laughs> the Vikings, he would have thrown 49 interceptions, <laughs> and the Vikings would have finished with negative total yards for the season True. had he been behind Matt Khalil and Brandon Fusco and TJ Clemens.
1: Yes, all very true. he's it's it's gonna be tough to watch because Carolina's defense, Jesus. yeah, it's not a good I don't know what they're gonna do. I'm sure they've got some something planned at whether I, I don't know what exactly that thing is planned of of how to save him from from being murdered on the field, but it's gonna be interesting to watch. The line is like five, I think right now, four and a half five, which seems fairly low if you believe in recency bias where Carolina looked amazing. Uh, you, it does seem like Carolina's is going to pound him, but then again, Denver's defense is incredible. So you never know how I mean, much.
3: I mean, Don Miller alone might you know do something you know to keep him in the game. But I just
1: and it's one game, right? So he could yeah. Newton could get ha- have a bad game and you know three interceptions. I call it a small and sample
3: size, Brandon.
1: Yeah. Ooh, I like that. I'm going to use that. So you know, it could end up being a 10-7 game, right, with some turnovers. And, never know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Crazy, crazier. shit has happened.
0: It seems like there's been a couple of Super Bowls fairly recently where everyone agreed that one team was incredibly favored, and they've all ended up being fairly close games, just because that's the way the Super Bowl ends up going. Then nobody really pulls away. I'm well,
3: two years ago we all thought Seattle was probably going to roll Denver, and they. they yeah, did. but well, that's true. That was an exception. To
1: that. So I, uh, so last year was obviously New England, Seattle, and that was I think a three or four point line. Seattle-Denver was the year before, and I think Seattle was favored a fair amount. But remember, that's when Denver had uh, the number one offense in, the, in, you know, in five years or something. They had a great offense that year, so I think it was a pretty close line. The year before that, Baltimore was an underdog by five or six, and they won it. So, and then you know the Giants a couple of years have been like eight-point underdogs and have won it as well. So yeah, shit happens, obviously.
3: God, that Baltimore Niners Super Bowl feels like it's twenty years ago. Isn't that crazy? Just I have geez.
0: absolutely no memory of that Super Bowl. The one where the went power out.
3: went out. It was oh, the, yeah.
0: was it the Georgia Dome?
3: I don't remember that, that part. The that Jerry,
0: I think it Jerry was broke. at the, I think it was at the Georgia Dome.
1: So San Francisco was a really good team that year. Baltimore was an okay team. I think they were a six seed. I think that's the year where they were getting rolled Jeez. by Denver. Uh, or the game was basically over, and uh, Baltimore threw some hail mary that some that the Balt that the Denver guy gave up on, and they ended up winning. That was the Jacoby Jones game, if you remember that. Yep, I do. So I looked up again both offense and defense ratings that year. Baltimore was a 13th ranked offense, then 19th ranked defense, and they won the Super Bowl. That's probably yeah. the worst, besides that Giants team that beat New England, the best regular season team of all time. Um, that's one of the worst recent champions. So another good thing to think about as a Vikings fan is you just got to get there, man.
3: Get, get there.
1: Two or three times every decade, just some yep. random average team. Just ends up being like,
3: in it has always worked for the Vikings. Well, <laughs> it gives you better odds than not being it's in it.
1: It's just got to work the one time.
0: God, it's the same odds for the Vikings.
1: Do you remember when Arizona was one play away from beating Pittsburgh about eight years ago?
0: Remember when the Vikings were one play away from giving ev- winning every playoff game they played in my lifetime?
1: Yes, mm-hmm. I do remember all of that. <sighs> it hurts so good. No, bad hurts so bad. It's bad. Um. Okay, that's all the football outsiders information I have. That's that's of interest to anybody. I think. So, do you guys? Are you guys rooting for? I guess, Stu. Are you still? Broncos, you have to be.
3: Yep, I I don't have a choice.
1: Jonathan, I mean, what about either you?
3: Way, I mean, I picked Carolina way before the playoffs started, and um, so I'll look smart if they win because I went on a limb and picked a fifteen and one team to win the Super Bowl, <laughs> or or my wife will be happy. So you know, it's either it's all good for everything's coming up stew.
1: Everything's coming time, so. up stew. Yep. John, what about you?
0: The problem. I cannot figure out who I hate in this game, because usually that's the fastest way to figure out who I'm cheering for, Right? is, oh, I hate this guy, so I'll just cheer against him. But like I said, Peyton Manning, I used to hate Peyton Manning, but now he's just sad. I can't hate Peyton Manning, (laughs) he's 450 years old. Another thing about Peyton
1: that people are kind of giving him shit is, and it's just sour fans, obviously, but like, well, it's not really him earning a ring at this point. Like, you know how many worthless ass defenses he dragged to the playoffs year after year? If he gets still kidding. if he ends up oh, getting one this year for not doing a whole lot, big fucking deal. Good for him. He deserves it.
3: Yeah, those Colts teams are like Dr- Dwight Freeney and like Bob Sanders on one leg and nine other guys. <laughs> that was it. Yes, that was he has
1: certainly earned this year and next so, yeah. year to just coast. He can do the L way, coast with mm-hmm. a good running back, and for sure deserve it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, sorry, John. So you have yeah, so,
0: yeah and you can't hate cam Newton because he's the coolest person in the NFL I mean, I guess you can hate him if, I guess you can hate him if you're a, a crazy Seahawks fan
3: or a crazy Packers fan
0: yeah well Packers fans don't count for anything that's
3: true so true
0: um Clarence who do you got
4: I don't care <laughs>
1: are you even gonna watch?
4: Yeah, you, you had hockey
3: that day or anything? Or? I'd have
4: to look. I don't think, I know the girls have softball that day. I don't know if I'll watch or not. I'll probably flip it on to see the commercials, see a little, little cold play. It's great. Got me alive again. A little dance around, maybe a little bit. I don't know. I don't really care. Bikes aren't in it. I'm petty.
1: Are you like this every year?
4: Yes. Unless, like, if the Patriots are in it, I'll cheer against them.
1: So that's your um, you've never latched on to a second team for a playoff run of, like, these guys are plucky underdogs. Or I love don't
4: their. that too often. You're a luck guy, um, aren't you, Andrew Packers Luck are guy? In it, I'll be against them. That's good. And that was always fun.
3: Yeah. Huh.
4: Um, but this year, no, I just don't care. Just want it to be close. I want it to be controversial. I want some some something negative to happen.
1: You want uh Peyton Manning to come out with the head the size of the Macy's Day parade balloons?
4: Well, that's that's already gonna happen. They, that's a prop that they took off the off the table.
1: He's taken like six times the recommended amount of H G H. He's gonna Yeah. You think that's it?
4: If he fuck, if that's that's a terrible advertisement for HGH. If he's taken six yeah. times and still can't throw it 10 yards. <laughs> if, if he's taking HGH, it does
0: not work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They should so legalize it he, immediately.
1: Yeah, go for he's it, thinking, please. HG, I'll, personally, HGP. I'll
4: personally get in. <laughs> wait a second, this is HGP. What the hell is this? <laughs> stuff? Human growth Pantene?
1: Yeah, oh, wait that, a second.
4: It doesn't even make sense.
1: Oh boy. Okay. Cool. Well, let's all let's move on to the hometown squad. How unemployable is Pat Shermer? How can he be any less hireable? He was just an offensive coordinator and a coach, and now he's a what is he now?
3: At least, at least he's oh, not a, a spread game
4: analyst. He's
3: driving Kyle so he be- Rudolph to work. <laughs>
4: he didn't Did he call the plays In Philadelphia He didn't right I mean Chip Kelly Was in charge Yeah
3: I think Chip Kelly Was
4: his baby. Exactly So he's just you Not hireable sure.
1: Cause he's just like You haven't been doing shit For years Because you've been riding Chip well, Kelly Well I
4: guess my point Was that he went From head coach To an offensive coordinator That doesn't call plays yep. To a tight ends coach I mean he just Is dropping
1: It's a free fall Yeah mm-hmm. Right
4: From the top Right to the bay- To the bottom mm-hmm. So penthouse, penthouse the outhouse. And the outhouse.
1: I like to say. the outhouse. That's interesting. That. Yeah. Yes, that's great. Good job, guys. So no we problem. now have three former head coaches reporting to to Zim Dog. Is that right? Four.
4: Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Three reporting. Yes.
1: So four total. Four total. Yeah. Right. Four total. And can someone, Clarence? I'd like to ask you this question because I know you a big Zimmer fan. What is do you think he's got some other end game in mind here? Is it just I need a tight ends coach? This guy's been good at developing tight ends. I, I
3: don't
4: know. Zimmer don't care. He doesn't care about uh, you know somebody usurping his power. Uh-huh. He tries to get as many of uh, smart people that have seen a lot of things that have a lot of different offensive backgrounds.
1: He's an experienced get them all guy. Get
4: the room and let's figure this out.
1: Loves experience. That's fine.
4: He's got West Coast offense, he's got Air Corps yell, he's got all kinds of guys in there. Let's get y'all in here.
3: Yeah. You know, you remember, I mean, Teddy looked at his best kind of when he was, like, hurrying up a little bit and, you know, just doing that type of Chip Kelly type of thing, and that's where Shermer was, so maybe there's some elements of that coming in. Bring him in. Bring him in, see what works out best, and, you know, keep keep the good stuff and discard the bad stuff. I don't know. I'm...
4: I got it. He just must have just come into Norv and said, "Look, Norv, this offense is miserable. I I am going to bring in as many good people as I can to try to fix this. And if you're not comfortable with it, or if you if you feel threatened by it, well, there's the door, know, there's pal. The door. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> smell it. Oh no, <laughs> can't lose lose Norv. No, don't leave. No. Not that. Anything but that.
3: Yeah, and uh, Norris has got to keep that his boys employed here, too. you got to remember that. That's right. Scotty, so, we call him. Scotty Turner. We do. We
4: call him Scotty. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what's going on. I don't think there's any pretense or any, uh, you know, Zimmer doesn't seem like the kind of guy to kind of do shady backroom dealings. I think he just kind of <laughs> laid it out there. This is...
3: <laughs> you can just say Tracy Clays if you want to. That's,
4: <laughs> that's good. <fine>. Yeah, good. <laughs> He doesn't seem like the kind of guy to do Tracy (laughs) Clazing.
3: Yeah, I think if he had a problem with Norv, he'd say, Hey, Norv, I'm sorry, it's not working, you know?
4: Yeah. He fired that offensive lineman. Why did you do it? Because (laughs) I wanted to. So
3: you think that
1: Zimmer hired Sperano and Shermer and not Norv?
4: Oh, I would be... I've heard nothing.
3: I've heard no dumb. one say that Norb hired no.
4: that. You just invented that theory. Holy cow. No, no, no. I I not, not, it's not my theory.
1: I was just asking the question.
4: No, that so, <laughs> never occurred to me. No. You know, I'm an, under, I'm an under
0: fire offensive coordinator. What I should do is should hire as many former offensive coordinators <laughs> and head coaches as possible so that there's a ready made replacement for me in any number of offices down the hall.
1: Well, so who he's are they reporting to? Exciting. They're reporting to Turner, though, right? How is that? Hey, are they honey, not?
4: we've got a room to rent. Um, is that right if Ryan Gosling just, just, just rents it out? Uh, <laughs> he's out of shirts. He can't, <laughs> he can't be wearing any shirts. It's kind of odd, but he's out of shirts, um, out of pants.
3: Just so walks like, around a in a bath towel. I mean, it's. Yeah, sometimes is it comes up a little bit. You know.
4: I, think it's, cause I think it's a great idea.
3: Huh.
4: I don't,
0: to answer your question, Brandon, I don't get the sense that anybody reports to the offensive coordinator per se. I don't okay. feel like it's a, a business kind of environment where the only the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator meet with the head coach and everybody else meets with the offensive and defensive coordinator. That doesn't sound right to me, at least.
1: Okay, so you think that if... Uh... The offensive line whoever has an idea of a different way to do it he's going to go to Zimmer rather than Turner I would have expected the opposite I would have expected it to work the way a regular business does where if he's in charge of the offense they come to him I mean you can like go to Zimmer anytime you want to but if you've got an idea you'd probably start with him but I honestly I'm not like Leading, asking any leading questions. I have no clue how any of this works. It's probably different by team too, right?
0: To be honest, I'm afraid of going any further down this hole because I feel like we're going to end up arguing about who's responsible for I the. I do augment. have
4: things to say, and I'm, but I won't. You're right. I think I've grown and matured. Right. I just don't feel like we need to. We need to go down that rabbit hole again. You know, not do it.
0: Okay. Let's let's move on to a different topic. Let's just stay away from the Vikings coaching, except to note that as Stu pointed out. Pat Shermer is a, he's a great name for fans of Spoonerisms the world over.
3: Shat Permer. <laughs> it's, the, sure. it's one of the best Spoonerisms in town. Shat Permer. <laughs> uh,
1: so we'll just see how it all plays out. Norv is under fire, and he's had a bunch of other guys come in on staff underneath him, but maybe not necessarily.
3: And uh, we'll see where that takes us. Is that our is that our summary? I th- mm-hmm. think so. A little A little palace intrigue, but, you know. We have six months of this to see how it sorts of Intriguing
4: is the word we keep coming back to. Yes. I intriguing.
3: think
1: there's a subset of listeners of ours that want that is very upset that we're moving on right now. I just wanted to point that out, that I apologize <laughs> that we're growing. And at some point in the future, I will get right back into this if you guys want to. Maybe we'll leave that for an outtake sort of episode. Um, I just wanted to at least recognize that this is the smart thing, but maybe not the most provocative thing.
3: But Save it for Sweep's Week. Sweep's Week. That'll be the nudity episode.
1: Yeah, exactly. Once we think we're going to get a new sponsor in 23andMe.co.uk slash org, once they move on, and uh, we'll use it for that. Okay, so why don't we move on to hockey? I know you guys are really excited to talk about the Wild.
3: Oh, um, man. Man, that Monday game was just... Yeah, I'll, I'll put it to the hockey guys. Uh, how, how much of a gut punch was that one?
1: Just a re- real, quick, re- real quick recap. Is this the one where the opposing team had, like, two shots on goal for the first two periods? Yes. And we still ended up losing?
3: Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, we, were, while we were shutting them out, and then, like, with a minute left, on the pow- Wild on the power play with, like, a minute left, um, Dubnik, like, got stuck behind the goal trying to clear a puck. And it just immediately got picked up and dumped in the net, and then the Wild lost in a shootout. Uh, the 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 innovation that they've come up with in the last couple of years that John wholeheartedly approves of. Um, <laughs> How dare
4: you! So, How um, dare you! It was yeah. the Air, I think
3: it was the Phoenix Coyotes. Is that who the opponent was? Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. So um, it was kind of a little regular season version of the Seattle Minnesota football game where Dubnik kept him in the game. And then, when it then counted, he, to he, he missed his twenty-seven yard field goal too. Kind of yikes, yikes! So yeah, um, so yeah, John um, Clarence, uh, what's the what's the state of the wild after that one?
0: Yeah, throwing the <laughs> towel.
3: I <laughs> just done with it.
0: I it's just so frustrating, and it happens every stinking year. I don't know why I get mad about it because it's. This is what the fourth year in a row where they've had one of these terrible midseason stretches where they say, Boy, we just can't seem to figure it out. And boy, I, I feel like we got a pretty good team in the room, but we just can't seem to put the puck into that. Well, when your entire team is made up of second line wings and third line centers, this is going to happen. You got nobody can score any goals on the team. This is going to happen. You have. $100 million to Mikko Koivu who scores 14 goals a season and Jason Pommenville who turned into 49 years old all of a sudden. This One is going to happen.
3: December 22nd.
0: Thomas Vanek's more concerned about his bookie than he is about scoring goals and all the young guys can't get it together except for Charlie Coyle. The whole team's terrible right now. And None you, of this is surprising.
1: And this is an annual thing that they go through an absolute swoon at the same time of year, or are they just are streakier than most teams?
0: Well, it happened a couple weeks later than it did. It, it happened a couple weeks later this year than it did in previous years, but it happens every year.
1: Yeah, I feel like we talk about it every year. But this is a, we're a streakier team than most others. Because like, we end up usually being, what, between like a four and a seven seed or something in the playoffs?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Are, are all the other four and seven four to seven teams going through similar things or is this specific to this team where they don't score enough to overcome and if they go on a cold streak it's just done for them
0: that I think is specific to the wild because they're a pretty good defensive team even now they're a pretty good defensive
1: team. right they've always been pretty good defensively so once they go cold it's just sort of like well we're fucked
0: yeah right now they've got like the fifth best defense and the 25th best offense in the league or something like that Mm mm-hmm it's just the way they are. I mean they're very defensively responsible and they can't score. They all they almost always generate fewer shots than their opponents because they just don't have the talent. to get the puck to the net.
1: So are we go are we backtracking on our this is the best wild team in ten years or whatever we've been saying?
0: No, that's the hell of it. They are the best wild team there's been in ten years.
1: Talent wise. Or Yeah. Okay.
0: Clarence, jump in any time here.
4: I know, it's <laughs> I sort of niall. Sort of- I've said, been saying the same thing for four years. I don't know what, more to, what yeah. more to say. People have heard me say it already.
1: It's interesting because my team, the Wolves, I would kill for the mediocrity that you're talking about right now. But I think you're right. It does make you go crazy after a while of like you just are in neutral for so many years in a row that something has to give. I can see that being probably just as frustrating as me with zero expectations. I just want them to like...
4: Well, you've been through it with the Twins. Yeah. yeah I think mm-hmm. in, the, in the early, in the 2000s, you went through it. So and after, we sort of... I had this feeling. We sort of went That's
0: through a it with bad the one. Two Rules
4: too. It's seven
0: consecutive first-round
4: playoff losses.
1: Right. Yes, for sure. I wasn't a huge fan personally at the time. But yeah, they, they did go through that in a bad way for yeah, many, do? many, many years. Almost a decade. You're right, John
3: you don't know what you got in mediocrity till it's gone. And now for an opposing viewpoint, here's John on Glenn Mason.
0: I, I'm i not a big fan of mediocrity, as you can tell. Do you really want me to talk about Glenn Mason right now? I thought that this would be a topic that would be, oh, well, we'll push it off, push it off, and finally, oh, we're out of time. Sorry, John.
3: Well, do, do you, you want to get talking about the... Mason? You, you, you and get... Clarence have put the wild to bed pretty hard here, so we can probably move on to it if you want Okay,
1: so I think the, just to to preface this, a new potential bit for us is, I don't have a name for it, but it's like uh, nostalgia busting, like nostalgia busters or something, where there's a moment in time where you look back and you think something was pretty great a- afterwards, and there will be times when we're going to come here and remind you that it probably wasn't as good as you are are remembering, and we all are guilty of romanticizing the past, right? We're all old men getting older, mm-hmm. so that's sort of our duty. We're old, we're white males, so that's actually our favorite thing. Yeah, all we today. talk
0: about is how things used to be better.
1: Yes, <laughs> and it actually is true for white men. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so it's kind of our duty to to be nostalgic, but every once in a while, one of us has a has a, a thought uh, that they want to that they want to bring up. So I think the first one is Glenn Mason. Is that right, John? Well,
0: I in particular am angry about Glenn Mason. Sorry. Sorry. Because I was, I was so down on him for so many years before he finally got fired. Because the defining, if you think back to the Glenn Mason, the Glenn Mason era, what people try to remember is, oh, they won a couple bowl games, and they had a couple half-decent teams, and that was good, right? But if you think about the Glen Mason area, it's defined by incredibly painful losses. You can run them all down in your head. The Hail Mary game against Northwestern, the one where they up by 10 points on Wisconsin with two minutes to go and lost, in regulation. It didn't even go to overtime. They lost it in regulation. The The terrible Michigan loss where they were up by... 14 touchdowns in the second half and lost it. it. was That was the way the Glenn Mason era was all along. It was pretty good, underachieving teams. Teams that could have been good and were terrible. Except for a few years when there were terrible teams who were terrible. If you look at... The thing that has got me going is that even the first year after Glenn Mason left as football coach, there was this weird sense of nostalgia. Partially because the guy who came in after him was Tim Brewster who was one of the worst coaches ever fo- ever foisted on any Division I football
1: program. We will he do is, a list at some point of worst head coaches in Minnesota sports history, and he's going to be on that list.
0: Yeah. Oh, if God. you go, Nationally, it's like Ty Willingham, Charlie Weiss, and Tim Brewster, the worst <laughs> possible coaches you can hire for your football program. And so he came in the next year, and the Gophers were 1-11, and it was terrible. But so at that point immediately you got people who are like, oh, we should get Glenn Mason back in here. He was good. He wasn't good. I cannot stress this enough that he wasn't good, and you're misremembering it. If you look at the numbers, you have to look at Glenn Mason's Big Ten record. You can't look at his overall record because every year Glenn Mason's teams played Middle Tennessee State and Northeast Southwest Louisiana and <laughs> a Division Two team. That was their non-conference team, so they started every season three and zero, except for the times they lost to Toledo and Ohio. By the way, two MAC teams, but that's neither here nor there right now.
1: This is unbelievable. Your memory, holy shit, John!
0: You wow. you, you look at Glenn Mason's Big Ten record. He won forty percent of the Big Ten games they played. That is exactly the same as Jerry Kill, who is at forty percent and had to clean up after Tim Brewster. It was almost exactly the same as John Gudikunz, who won. Thirty-nine point six percent of his Big Ten games. It was worse than Joe Salem. It or, It was wor- or not Joe Salem. It was worse than Cal Stoll. It was worse than Lou Holtz. We're looking at the entire post Murray Warmath era of Gopher football, and Mason is near, right in the middle of the pack of all these coaches. He was better than Jim Wacker. He was better than Tim Brewster. He's better than Joe Salem, but so would have a headset on a tree stump, Ben. That. Those three were some of the worst coaches ever hired. So you put Mason in this in this trough between Jim Wacker and Tim Brewster, he looks fine. Overall, if you look at even the Gopher football program, not college football as a whole, because you compare the Gophers to college football as a whole or Glenn Mason, he's a terrible coach. He was a losing football coach over the time that he was the Gopher football coach. But since he came after Jim Wacker... Who is nice and a bad coach? And before Tim Brewster, who is a terrible person and also a bad coach, he looks good, but he's not good. And people need to remember that. And what they instead remember is, oh, things were pretty good. They weren't pretty good. They were mediocre at best. They were bad at worst. He had two winning Big Ten seasons in the hit, in his ten year career, two, and they were five and three both years. Even Northwestern wins Big Ten championships sometimes. Not Glenn Mason. He finishes five and three at best. He, I think he was four and four one other time, and that was it. That was the best we ever got from Glenn Mason. And that's not what anybody wants. But because Tim Brewster and Jim Wacker surrounded him, people remember it as good. It's not Mike Rand, John Bonus, you guys need to get it together. Do a little bit of research. Try to remember what it was like. Remember them losing to Wisconsin, to Northwestern, to Michigan, every one of those terrible losses to Ohio at home by th- Four touchdowns to Toledo on the road. Remember all of that. Remember the terrible bowl losses, blowing leads to North Carolina State and Texas Tech. Remember all of that, and then tell me that Glenn Mason was good.
1: (laughs) That was incredible. I'm very happy that I got to hear that firsthand. Enriching. Holy shit. What a takedown, (sighs) John. I I need to go smoke a cigarette. It's
0: it's absolutely infuriating i tell that people you don't remember the truth of the glenn mason era
1: john bonus and mike rand have no excuse because they were paying attention i wasn't paying attention and i had no idea about any of that like i sort of was i was in college uh part of it and i kind of thought he was a pretty good coach like i just but i haven't been paying attention so you done changed my mind
0: Good. I'm glad that I've saved one person.
1: You saved one person. Yeah, I would remember his years as being like they were always competitive, and they had a couple really good runs, and it's the best we've been in a while. But I wasn't paying attention. So you're saying the best thing to ever happen to Glenn Mason was the existence of Tim Brewster?
0: <laughs> the best. There were three things that were good that happened to that happened to Glenn Mason. Number one, Jim Wacker. Number two, Tim Brewster. Number three, there's 400 million bowl games now, whereas they weren't in Blue Holtz's time and John Gutekunst's time.
1: Gotcha, okay.
0: Also, not to mention that they let Glenn Mason do his own non-conference scheduling, and so he scheduled three preseason games before the season started.
1: Wow. This is good to know. I, I don't know how it's ever going to come up in my life, but it's good for me to know in general. <laughs>
0: Everybody has already turned off this podcast because they can't stand hearing me scream into the microphone.
1: We will warn people in the intro that this was gonna be from thirty minutes to forty minutes. That that ten minutes span is is you freaking out about Glenn Mason.
0: I, I said it was gonna be I said it was gonna be three minutes and it turned into forty five minutes.
1: I'm happy to have heard it. It makes me feel better that you got that off your chest.
0: Except it's never off my chest because You're gonna bonus continue. and Randall listen to the if they listen to us they'll be like yeah I disagree agree to disagree <laughs> and then I'm gonna have to kill them.
1: Yeah, I definitely thought that uh, kill was less successful than Glenn Mason, but I'm wrong. Except
0: they were they were exactly the same.
1: Yeah, yeah, harder non-conference too. Um, okay.
2: Imagine
0: post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: Well, we got our new guy, Clay's now. So I think everything's going to be just fine.
3: Yeah. Has he hired anyone our- like the <laughs> last week or two? <laughs> I haven't he checked Twitter. I'm sure something has happened while we've been here. Yeah, anyone he's known for 20 years and worked with and like probably you know, spent a lot of time with.
0: How long you has know? he been married to his wife? She probably wants to watch out at this point. <laughs>
1: So worst coaches in Minnesota history should be a thing that we that we list off at some point. I also think best sports names in Minnesota history should also be a thing because number one should, I would expect, be Lil Wacker. Is that right? <laughs> Jim's wife, Lil?
3: Lil Wacker? Oh, I forgot about Lil Wacker. <laughs> yeah. I still write hard for Whitey Skoog. <laughs> That's a good one. Hold on, he, let me write that down. Just don't get any Whitey Skoogs anymore. It's hard it's hard finding anyone named Whitey. It's really it's hard to find anybody named Whitey, much less Scoog.
1: Yeah, I knew a guy that played on my uh family's softball team named Whitey, and I'm pretty sure he immediately was like, No, 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 it's Dave or whatever the hell his real name was. Like he <laughs> didn't, he wanted to be Whitey until like the late nineties and he's like, Ooh. Ooh <laughs>
0: this I is really
1: getting to be a bad nickname here.
0: Really shouldn't do
1: this. <laughs> Okay, well speaking of gophers, should we uh let's talk gopher hoops. <clears throat> and speaking of basketball, let's <laughs> Hold talk on.
0: now that we've done our bit, we should point out that they're only down by five right now. They have a chance.
3: Oh, they could win the they? game.
0: Yeah, they're playing Purdue.
3: At the barn or in...
0: At the in barn, per- there are 49 people there.
3: Yikes. Huh. It's Picchino. like a GoPro hockey crowd Williams Arena. <laughs> <there>. going to you should <laughs> be yelling at Barry Alvarez and <laughs> yeah. bringing up those attendance numbers.
1: Speaking of hoops, do you guys... John and Clarence, it sounds like you guys got a little bit of beef uh, with LeBron that you want to bring up. You guys mad at him well, or are you just confused wanna, at what's I going on? I want
0: to know if you're mad at LeBron. I want to know how you feel about LeBron.
1: You know I you know I'm a LeBron lover. I'm, I'm just I'm into him. I'm into him. But so he, I think he can do no wrong.
0: He got his seemingly decent coach fired.
1: Yeah, it's a tough one. It, there are for sure I think the only thing in his favor of being a well, I don't know. It's a really challenging thing to to break down because He's good if you look at their record, right? Obviously. Mm-hmm. But he's also got LeBron on this team. So you can't really just credit him for that. He also has a pretty decent resume, but none of it was in the NBA. It was all international sort of stuff, which in one way is should be part of his resume, but another way, it's not the NBA, right? So it's kind of hard to look at that and say he was for sure should get credit for the Cavs, but... It's very curious, obviously. It's a very odd thing to, to happen in the middle of a season, but I assume things must have gotten so bad internally that they were like, we'll just take this assistant who's never been a coach before and uh, we're going to go with him for the rest of the year. I, mean, I was absolutely shocked. When I saw it, I just saw, uh, I was at a, at a team event thing. Sally was fired. I was like, well, that must be a scandal. He must have been caught with a hooker or something. And for him to just be fired for incompetence is crazy. I have no idea what what was going on behind the scenes. I think if you want to demonize LeBron, you would say he's just has never liked him, doesn't like listening to him, wants to choose his own guy, and that almost always ends poorly, right? When a when a player decides he's going to be GM Garnett did this for years, if you remember. I can't remember these specific names of guys that he wanted to bring in, but he was like, hey, this is a good free agent, you know, whatever. And when he started trying to call the shots, they brought in a bunch of shitty players. Um, LeBron has brought James Jones with him over to Cleveland, and he's not good. Uh, Mike Miller, he's not good. So I can see, I think basically, however you want to think about LeBron James, this is just validating, is validating your opinion of him
3: He basically has to win a title To make himself look less bad In this situation Which isn't going to happen Because both Oklahoma and um, Not Oklahoma the Both uh, Golden State and the Spurs Are better than the Cavs this year
1: Both Golden State And San Antonio Are currently top 10 teams Of all time Looking at, at competition at. And yeah. point differential and record all-time in the same damn season. So it's not going to happen this year unless they both somehow, like, like, Curry and Kawhi Leonard collide during the Western Conference Finals and die. That's the only <laughs> way Cle- Cleveland wins it this year. So that's so not going to happen.
0: What they need to do, I think, is they need to have some sort of qualifying for the Cavs in the playoffs. Like, they can win the Eastern Conference, but as unless they only lose one game while winning all of their series, if they do that, then they get to play the winner of the Spurs and the Warriors in the finals. Otherwise, the Spurs and the Warriors just play best of 15 for the championship.
1: I would love that. that If I I could snap my fingers and just take away conferences in general once playoff time came, I would love that.
0: They really should just get rid of conferences and divisions in the
3: NBA. Forget it.
1: I get it for regular season for travel purposes. Of course, that the you should play teams yeah, you don't, closer. You to don't you. want
3: Miami going to Portland, you know.
1: Yeah, time. exactly. Just split split it in half for some of those things and whatever else. But in general, you want the two best teams to be playing. And the NBA is the the league that cares about its traditions the least. Like they change shit all the time. So that would be perfect if they. And I think Adam Silver's smart enough to start thinking about some of those sort of things. So
0: you know, what, you know, what it's time for in the NBA fewer games. That takes away the travel problem right there. Just play a balanced schedule, fewer games.
1: Yeah, well, the travel I don't think is a problem. I think the conferences in the playoffs is a is a problem. Plus, I think you're right. I fewer games. If you really just want to determine who the best team is, you don't need 82 games to figure out who should be the one seed. You could probably figure it out a lot less than that. But that's always the concern of you're giving up a certain amount of revenue. For people yeah, who go to games, th- then again, you go to, you go to a Wolves game in in March, and there's, you know, there's nine people there.
0: Yeah, exactly. So play instead of eighty two, play fifty eight. Just play a balanced schedule.
1: But we talked about no it. Ti- we've talked about it before. No timeout. No, that's a good yeah.
0: <laughs> and players are allowed to go into the
4: stands and fight.
1: <laughs>
4: you yeah. get two points for a tactical foul.
1: You're encouraged <laughs> to fight. It's not that you get to. You kind of have to fight if you want to win the game.
0: Guaranteed fight night. That's what will save the NBA.
1: Successful punch is like 12 points. It's like a 12-pointer.
4: Seven-second shot clock.
1: It's basically a half-court contest the entire 48 minutes.
0: Imagine what sort of non-punching offense Sam Mitchell would put in in a league like that. There's 12 (laughs) 12 points for every punch. But he's like, you know, that's not the way we do things.
4: No,
1: we just choke. We're old school. He does that thing where they uh, two people wrap their... They tape their wrists together and they have a knife fight. <laughs> that is the oldest school thing I can think of in terms of fighting.
0: Yeah, your your definition of old school is the Michael Jackson bad video. <laughs> yeah. Okay,
1: yeah. I thought maybe that happened in Greece as well. But yeah, Michael Jackson bad video. <laughs> yep, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I think... I don't know if there's a consensus of... I'm not the brightest basketball mind, but I read the smart guys. I don't think there's a consensus on how LeBron looks in this whole thing, necessarily. I mean, I think there's just... Most people are throwing their hands up and going, something must have been happening behind the scenes because if you saw... You probably didn't, but um, right after he got fired, one of the Cleveland newspapers put out Maybe the most ridiculous hit piece on Blad I've ever seen, saying there were sources saying he didn't know how to draw up end of game plays, and it's just just lies, right? Like he obviously has yep. been coaching for thirty five years. Of course, he knows how to draw an end of game play. Um, and he, when they would look at film, he refused to ever criticize LeBron. It's like I'm sure he once in a while said LeBron pick up the you know the weak side or whatever. So it was. A very one-sided hit piece that was seemed to be fed by Gilbert or somebody who wanted to make it look like it was obvious that we had to do this. Look how fucking stupid this guy was. But so that's shit. Same, it's more about just bad journalism. Didn't the same
0: sort of thing happen with Spolster in Miami? Like, he didn't get fired, but it was the same kind of stuff, wasn't it?
3: I don't... Kind of stuff, I mean, it isn't no. just basketball. I mean, John Elway got Dan Reeves fired. Magic Johnson got Paul Westhead fired. I mean, this happens more than people think it does, I think. I mean, yeah. did like, the entire Boston Red Sox got, like, mutinied on Bobby Valentine? Oh, I for I sure mean,
1: think Paul... this was LeBron. Like, I don't think, I'm not saying that I don't think it was him. I think it's the funniest thing ever when the quote from their management was like, LeBron was not consulted on this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm sure LeBron loved him and just came into work going, what the fuck? What?
3: the guy who's the, like the most him. important person in the france it would be really actually he he should be upset if he wasn't consulted about it
1: oh if he wasn't consulted i think <laughs> everybody joking. would have known within nine seconds yeah. lebron being like oh by the way i'm a free agent this year you fucking morons i'm out you're either
4: lying or you're stupid yeah so it's either the truth and you're stupid or you're lying
1: yeah, yeah. but he w- they're clearly lying and they're stupid enough to think that we're gonna buy it they're both they're stupid enough so to think that, that, that we're fault. that stupid that, that part is absolutely insane. I mean, of course, he was consulted and, and I'm sure made the decision. But again, it's hard because he has, beyond being just the best player athletically, he has been known as having the best basketball IQ. Like, he can remember plays that happened in the third quarter of his first finals game. He's got, like, this photographic memory of all these different play strategies, etc., right? So he's got this incredible unmatched IQ So I think people give him, I'm I'm assuming in his his organization, give him credit of like, well, this guy must just know exactly who he should have around him in an organization. And they might be right, but it's just always a little bit challenging when a player starts making decisions like that. Like you talk about with Westfall and Magic, I know that was a really famous one where uh, he was like, yeah, I'm just not, it's me or him sort of deal. And it's happened... You know, you give us five minutes, we could probably think of a million other examples. What happens constantly, um, but it's just, it's hard to know when that's the player's right. But I guess in this scenario, whether LeBron is right or wrong, they had to fire him. Like, Gilbert didn't have a choice weird, in this, right?
3: Thirty and eleven. It's really it just sounds weird, you know. Yeah, like how They're clueless must Blad
1: be for LeBron, who's a veteran in the league? Been,
3: I, I, it had to have been just awful. That's, I mean,
1: it has to be. I mean, there's no other scenario where why, why would he risk that? Because uh, he knows it's going to fall on him. He's not stupid. Yeah. Um. So I don't know, or that, or just. So then Ty Lu is now the coach, and they've been fans for a long time. And some of the quotes that he talked about right away was like, Jesus, Lou, just calm the shit. You know, he's like, bad day for David Blatt, but a good day for me. Or I'm going <laughs> to definitely be better than him. It's like, slow your Ooh, roll, really pal. Oh, God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's just like, hey, just calm it down. I think that's fine that you're confident, but Jesus Christ. dance
3: on the grave right now here, Ty. <laughs>
1: yeah, like, Blad is still cleaning out his office, and his door is open. He's right next to you. <laughs> yeah, so so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. You. But that's the thing, John. I think that, or I, Stu, you may have said it too, but, like, Redemption is with a title, right? Yeah. I and mean... the challenging part is they don't have a fucking... You know, it'll be funny if I'm wrong about this, but as of right now, January they something, they don't have a fucking it's... chance in hell to win this. Um, those other two teams are so much better than them. but And it, with basketball, just getting there is usually, it's it's almost always not enough. Like very rarely yeah. is there a big upset in it,
3: the equivalent of... Yeah, this ain't, this ain't uh, hockey. This isn't the eights beating the ones all the yeah, time. Yeah, there aren't any hot, hot
0: goalies right. in basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. This
3: happened once, if I remember right. It was just that Denver-Seattle one, if I remember right. A one-seed? Back yeah. when it was a Yeah, yeah. yeah Mutumbo The Mutumbo Nuggets, I think. beat. And it was a five-game series at the time. Yeah, so. it
1: was a five-game yeah. series. And then there's other ones, too, where I remember the second title that the Houston Rockets won in the mid-90s, they were like a six-seed or a five-seed. But they were injured and they still had the best guy in the game. So that's not even really, I guess you call that an upset, but yeah, it just doesn't really happen. I think the Mavericks over the heat was probably the, the biggest one, but again, they were, the Mavericks were great. So mm-hmm. it's just, uh, it's probably not going to happen. So,
3: so I, I guess the sportive happening. comes down on like LeBron just being kind of a dick, but, we really don't know
1: too much. That's fine. My my personal is I love LeBron. I love you so much. You're the best.
3: No, and I, I'm, I mean shit. I mean I, you know Blatt's going to be fine. LeBron's going to be fine and stuff. It just it's it's weird. But it's it ha- it's happened before. It'll happen again because when you're LeBron James, you got more leverage than the coach. It doesn't matter who the coach is. Yeah, exactly.
1: All these guys. When you're John yeah. Elway,
3: you have more leverage than the Dan Reeves. It It's just it's you know that's the thing.
1: Yeah, and that wasn't the, the gig that Blatt signed up for in general. Like, I'm not saying that he didn't enjoy it, but he was signed up with Kyrie and Wiggins and whoever else, and all of a sudden LeBron could be told him
3: a contender over the next three to five years. That was what he signed up for.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's, I would have just been pooping myself daily if I had to be LeBron's coach, so I get that. Okay. It's so weird. It's let's weird. let's move on. I think – did that answer your question, Clarence?
4: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my answer is no, he's not a petulant, petulant bitch. That was your question to me, right? Is he a petulant bitch?
4: That was my question. Yeah. I am going,
1: going to say of, no. I'm
4: going kind of a dick.
1: That's and Clarence, let me guess. You still think he is?
4: I never, no, I never thought he was. I was asking a question. Oh, okay. Which you guys kind of, kind of waffled. Pussy-footed? pussy-footed. Bit, back and we pussy We went
1: yeah, yeah.
4: Never really settled on anything. That's fine. You don't well,
1: have to. Clarence, you know how much I love the gray. You Just gotta be in that gray zone at all times. Just and the gray I hate area. It. I know, uh, but that's life. Yep. Yep. You know, it's funny. I think all of our arguments since the day we met, however many years ago, have been boiled down to me trying to pull you into the gray area and you trying to pull me into black and white. I think that could be true. Everything, and I strive to be in the gray, and you strive to be in black and white. That sums this up. It does. Yep. Hey, do you guys want to? You guys want to talk a little hot stove?
3: The hot fucking stove. The hot it's fucking on. stove. It's on, that baby. Stove is hot.
1: It's fired up. The gas is the uh, burning leaking? The gas is leaking? I don't know how to... The stove is hot. I have tw-
4: I have 27 you don't bullet know points how a stove works, blue. do you?
1: The gas... <laughs> the, the pilot it has been uh, lit and now the gas is firing through that thing, making that sound and the stove is hot because of the pilot and the gas line that's been set off.
4: Is your head in an oven Into right now? Yes.
1: <laughs> All I will tell you is that I have been painting the room that I'm sitting in and the doors are closed.
3: Oh awesome. That's the colors are so bright.
1: That is my excuse for everything that's happened so far. I don't even know if any of it's been good or bad. I don't know if I have to apologize or, or take credit, but that's what I'm telling you. So hot Stiletti. stove.
4: So Hot Stove, so for the last two, three weeks, we have been, the bit has been that we bring up the twins and then we sit silent and don't right. talk and, and crickets. And
1: you don't explain that
4: joke. Laugh, you know, laugh it up and then uh, move on. Uh-huh. Now, yep. now we're going to talk Hot Stove and we're actually saying that it's hot and my confusion is what has changed.
3: Why aren't we doing the this week? arbitration with three or four people? <laughs> that's that it. has is hot stove, has hot as fuck. And then the payroll argument got brought up again, and everyone went nuts for about four hours. Yeah, that's um, that's been about it.
1: How many people changed their minds?
3: No one. I don't think anyone changed their mind on the payroll. We're,
1: We're still at zero. We're still at zero of all time of the five thousand people who have weighed in with their opinions. Oh, over 5, past,
3: there are some really good talking past each other going on in that one. That's
1: sure, sure. I haven't, I haven't wavered one fucking iota. I haven't given one inch of my stance on the payroll. So I'm wondering if anybody else has either.
4: No, I haven't changed my mind on anything since about 1984. <laughs> so, <laughs> what was the
0: thing
3: you changed your mind? On? i was just gonna
4: ask. He, like, I don't. He... I was probably like Reagan's. DP nominee or something.
3: Either. I think it was the '84 <laughs> Olympics. You had to like you change your mind on who you thought was going to win the decathlon after the Ruskies pulled out. I, yeah, and the pulled out. You, <laughs> out. you know
1: that Carl Lewis actually is talented.
3: Yeah, <laughs> just don't let him sing the national anthem. No, no, <laughs> don't let him do that. Uh, but oh, they, the Twins resigned Casey Fiend. John, John, what's your opinion on Casey Feen?
4: Why? <laughs>
0: Why would they do that? I just... Here's the thing. They, everyone knows the Twins are in terrible, terrible need of bullpen help. They need many other bullpen pitchers to make themselves into a decent bullpen. And we've known this all year, and they've signed none of them. And the reason seems to be that, well, we have all of these up-and-coming young arms. We've got to give them a chance. We can't block them with veterans. That would be a terrible thing because we have all of these young pitchers we need to give a chance. And that's fine, but then why re-sign Casey Fiend who's the very definition of a mediocre veteran pitcher? Why give him money to be on your team? Why why do that? I don't understand.
3: The best thing that happened to the Twins this offseason is that Jared Burton got dinged for a 50-game drug suspension. (laughs) 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 I, I need
0: was... I need more details than they give for those. Yeah, it's a drug of abuse, but which drug of abuse? Yeah, I mean that I really had... changes
1: our opinion of him. I really want to know.
0: I mean, if he if he got caught doing meth again, that is, I mean, get help, Jared Burton. You yeah. are a professional. Frankly,
3: yeah, bony verbeard for the whole entirety of his twins tenure and would make more sense. Thought he was making sad folk albums north of Eau Claire. <laughs> Good pronunciation. That's my bad. That's how I
4: pronounce Eau Claire. Eau Claire. Sorry.
3: Yeah. No, that's great. Eau Claire. That's the way to do it. Yeah. I know it's supposed to be Eau Claire, but I go Eau Claire. Sorry.
4: I like the yeah. Eau Claire. Eau
3: Claire. Claire. Eau Claire. There's your show title.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. Those cool.
3: bluegolds will be downloading this thing by the half dozen. So. <laughs> it's not a real school.
1: So there's yeah. just it's nothing. Like it's set right. Like we I know think. the team, they yeah we I mean,
0: resigned all of their crappy players from last year, and they're going into the year with the same team, except that they traded Aaron Hicks for a backup catcher.
1: So that's probably a neutral, in general, right? I mean, it I mean, could it could there's... it could work out great, it could work out poorly, but in general, this wasn't like an ob, like a Matt Caps were like, well, we're fucked, no. and this wasn't no. an obvious score of well, the Nationals getting Wilson Ramos, so it's.
3: Oh, I'm I'm resigned to Aaron Hicks finishing third in the MVP vote. Oh, of course. Year. Oh, yeah. That's fun. absolutely yeah, happening.
1: I just he's going <laughs> to hit 29. The, bombs. They have
3: so many. They have so much. So many like prospects, you know, in the outfield coming in. I mean, who's the German dude? Max Kepler. Yeah, yeah I mean, Kepler. he's like a stud prospect. I then don't really know, you know, where they're going to put him. I mean, John's it, it, guy, Adam Brett Walker. Who knows what they're going to do with him? You love you love old AB Dubs.
4: Well, I've, I've been on Team Two Thousand Sixteen for what as long as we've been doing this. <laughs> as long as, long as, as we've been, been doing the know. podcast. Yeah, so and I was going to ask you, that? how
1: are you feeling about that? Are you?
4: I'm still in. I'm not changing now.
1: I know you're not going to change. Obviously, invested
4: yeah. too much.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you can't back out now. So you do you have this is maybe a, a bigger question than to ask, put you on the spot for, but you have proclamations and you dig your you dig your heels in, and that's mm-hmm. great, and I love it. Um, where does Team 2016 rank on the things you've dug your heels in the hardest? I mean, Zimmer. You're all in on Zimmer. You're all in on Teddy. These are themes that we've heard over and over, and I think they're great. But Team 2016 has been there. I feel like it's a top three thing for you. Is that right? Or Veterans Sick of Fancy, no, that's another big Ponder
4: one. Ponder was probably, I can't think of something bigger than Ponder.
1: So I think
4: one. Um Heatley was was up there. That I'm also trying to
1: that. judge us against like the level of controversy. Right? Because Heatley was time, just like shit. You know,
4: I think it's one of those nostalgia breaker things. Nostalgia breaker Busted It's a nostalgia <laughs> breaker. People look dun, back dun, on dun, Ponder dun. like it was it was cut and dry. Like it
1: was obvious oh, to geez, all of us terribly. Terribly, No, you know. it
4: was controversial. At the time,
1: you had some people thinking. firing at you.
4: I had the majority of people. We've talked about you know when before we didn't have a podcast. This these discussions I barely remember no Twitter, that life, but yeah. There, this uh, these discussions didn't happen on Twitter. They happened on the Randball comment board, and there would have there would be a thing where you could vote yes or no uh, if you liked a comment or not. Do you recall this? Back this emulate your yes and no votes.
1: We talked about the Baltimore San Fran Super Bowl sounding like it was twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. This is a repeat example of something sounding yeah. like it happened. It sounds like a
4: billion years. Ago. It was. <laughs> it was two thousand and eleven. It, yeah, exactly. it wasn't that long. Ago. It was like four years ago. Yep. But it seems like a billion years ago. And uh, you know, I made a comment about uh, we're going to waste the next three seasons in the prime of AP's career finding out that christian ponder cannot play nfl quarterback and the it was like no vote was like a record ever most (laughs) lopsided yes it was like 170 to three or something i mean i I just got fucking killed in the comments it was like preseason. 2011, right after he got drafted, people are fuck you, you don't know, how would you possibly know that? He's going to be great. It was like a, so yeah, I took my lumps on that one, but I dug in, and uh, that one worked out alright, so I would say that one was number
1: one. One thing, before you move on to other ones, that I just wanted to remember, because it just was the greatest thing ever, and people who weren't around are not going to understand this, so I'm very sorry for the tangent, but, so, Randball, his blog there was usually i don't know somewhere between 15 to 25 regular commenters so something like that right so every post that he would put up there'd usually be 15 or so of us commenting here or there maybe a couple comments later i felt like it was always between 10 and 30 comments overall and every once in a while his post would be deemed interesting enough to go on the front page of startribune.com oh god and we would be just having our conversations with each other, like you said it was pre Twitter so we were just talking back and forth making jokes and then all of a sudden you'd refresh the page and there was like ninety new comments from like a p four life guy and uh, ponder can do no wrong sixty nine commenter whatever the fuck they were just just bombarding us and we would be in the comments cause again we didn't have twitter we'd be like alright guys, I'll see you in the next post. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> this
3: is it for me. Maybe you'll write about Lindsay Whalen and no one will talk about it so we can just talk. we can just have a conversation again.
1: Like we're getting run over by these rubes <laughs> running, and we're just like but we didn't want to just cut out. We had to say to the, uh, like I wanted to tell John that I would catch up with him a little bit later. This is how we would communicate. Say, hey John, I'll catch you in the next post, dude. This is getting crazy yeah. for me. Bye, dude. <laughs> and these people would just go ape shit, and it was just mm-hmm. unbelievable. Like the general population of coming into our little Randball space was just the most horrifying thing in the world for
4: well, us. So this is probably one of those. fun with it. You would, you know, you would.
3: You just troll him.
4: You would pick up on the on the commenter's name, like you said. It would be like Owatana is the best twenty seven. <laughs> so then, what you would do is take something like that and just throw in subtle jabs, like. And not only is Ponder incompetent. But I also think Cabela's is overpriced. Just get... the guy. What? What the, the fuck, fuck are you talking really about? What?
1: You do <laughs> some internet searches. Like You'll see their competitor. <laughs> They're right there with every other competitor. <laughs> are you a Packer fan? Packers suck.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was just wonderful. Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
1: It was really, really good times. That's very. There's only about eight other people who have experienced the bombardment of the rubes from StarTribune.com, dot com, but.
3: I love Just in case Cabela's is our new sponsor, um, your um, prices are actually quite reasonable given the market and their market share. And
1: yeah. you know what? I would pay a little bit more just for the experience of being in a Cabela's.
0: Clarence, are you, are you a Cabela's guy or a Bass Pro Shops guy? I am neither. I have my own channels to... Uh,
1: you make your own stuff?
0: ...commenteer this stuff, yeah. Murdering yeah. people in the woods and taking their stuff?
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, let's get <gander laughs> this interview's over.
4: <laughs> why? What have you heard? Uh,
1: okay, so I want to get back to the things you've dug your heels in the most because I think that's really interesting. 2016 again. I'm just curious on where this falls within some of your other things. So, Ponder, you think is number it's
4: one? It's up there. You know, I haven't had a lot of pushback on the 2016. I guess is why I keep moving it down the list. H- have I? I-, I- you well, know, like I'll holler about Koivu and I'll get a whole bunch of shit. I hollered about Heatley, got a lot of shit. Um,
1: I gave you shit a, when you were talking about it in 2014 and saying that's fucking bullshit, it's not going to happen. I think obviously the, t- the success of 2015, they won what, like 12 more games or whatever? I that quieted that. the I mean, bluebirds down.
4: You're one thing. I expect you to disagree with whatever I say. It's you have to. The outside people that. That I'm, I'm judging this against. But did it not
1: feel it a little more controversial happened. in 2014 when they were terrible and you going, uh, no, it's going to happen in two years? Because now it doesn't seem so bad because they were, you know, they were in it last year.
4: Well, isn't that the arc on everything that we holler about? Like, you at first are like, yeah, this is bullshit, you're an idiot. And then, like, one year later, you're like, well, I don't know. But, the, like, Sam Hankey, for example, or any, anything else that we argue about well, I don't know, I I think you're wrong still, but I still, I kind of see where you're coming from, and then another year later you're like, well, I don't know you got kind of lucky on this one, I think and then like, eventually it's, well, shit, yeah you got that one, but then we're on to something else Isn't that the arc of all this?
1: No, I think that when you get things wrong, I just am the bigger man and I don't bring it up anymore I think that's how it is
4: I, like w- an example.
1: Mm, didn't you say that Timberwolves are going to be contracted or something? They're going to be disbanded. That I wanted
4: them to be contracted.
1: David's, Dave Stern was going to disband the Timberwolves.
4: I, my mm. my plan for the, to make the Wolves better was to have them be contracted and then come back. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was that my
1: was, plan. Uh, by this time in your your uh, one of your fever dreams wasn't Target Center going to be bulldozed to the ground and then there was going to be yes. some super like big party lot?
4: That was my plan. Was bulldoze Target Center to the yeah. ground. Yeah. Make it a tailgating lot. Yeah. Yeah. Twins. Yeah. So T-Wolves I've been a just new franchise and a new stadium.
1: Just I'm 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 on the high road for some of your basketball takes, which is just where I it's where I live, buddy. You know that. Just love the do. high road. So 2016 though is a big year for you. This is a lot of again. It's not like Ponder. It's not as controversial. But I have been on, I have not been on Team 2016. So I guess we'll see. We'll see if you're as I'm big happy. a as big a soothsayer as as you were for the uh, the playoff game.
4: As much as I'd like to see the Twins make some moves to uh, improve the roster, I have dug my heels in on 2016, and I'm hopeful. Yep.
1: Yep. Yeah, do it. Is there any cognitive dissonance at all from you in terms of
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, keep going.
1: Do you know what I mean? Like you And I guess it's the same question for John and Stu that I'm curious about of like we shit on this front office all the time is you know, you kind of wanted them to be better, but now they're if they end up winning it all anyway, is there any bit like, "Oh, man, that's it's great, but I shit on you so much. I feel kind of stupid, too. Now, mm. while I'm while I'm setting cars on fire at the victory rally... I'll
4: worry about that the morning after, just like yeah. everything
1: else. Okay. Pretty okay. much. Yeah. I'm I mean, we obviously I haven't really dealt with it yet. There hasn't been much success around here of... of it's pretty easy for us to be right when we just constantly shit on Minnesota sports <laughs> recently, right? Like it's it's hard to be wrong here if that's your if that's your default right, stance.
4: If they win it all, we're all go crazy and it'll be an uh, incredible party, but I know that you will be there as my morning after pill to bring me to earth the next day. Well, you know, that front office got pretty lucky. Um, Well, they outdid their
1: projections by 12 games. (laughs) If you look at it, they really only outscored their competition by three. And if you did the Pythagorean (laughs) theorem, they probably should have just won 82 games. They're probably the sixth worst
4: champion ever in baseball history.
1: I I did a ranking looking up basketball reference. (laughs) This is me doing impression of me, by the way.
4: And (laughs) it (laughs) was spot on. Fucking pay fumes. like you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's how I. that? That's probably the voice you guys use whenever I respond to you on Twitter.
4: Oh, in, my, in my head. Yeah.
3: Speaking of which, I did just send you a Vine, Brandon. Oh, really? Yeah. Thank you. I think a Sixers, it's
0: a
1: Sixers Vine. Oh, great! It's, I love those.
3: Vines to I love those. Oh, well, no. via Twitter, I did.
1: So. Oh, just via Twitter. I was hoping you mailed yeah, it to me. <laughs> I mailed you a. Here is a video of of vine. <laughs> <laughs> I recorded a Vine with my GoPro, and then put it on a DVD. I'll, I'll Periscope it and mail it to you.
3: <laughs> put it on my Snapchat.
1: Oh boy. Okay. So I think that's probably enough hot stove talk. We have no hot stove talk. Yeah. The hot stove <laughs> is fucking hot
4: stove talk. The you hot stove about is fine. not for a
1: I think we did just want to bitch about Casey Fine. I'm glad we did that. And the funny joke that the hot stove is them just arbitration for three players. And, and they're just yeah. going to roll with this team and just hope to God they continue developing yep. like crazy. Pretty much. So it is late January now. We have got a good six weeks, five weeks before the actual spring training games start. Uh, so we've got plenty of time to shit on the Twins. Oh, yeah. And we will.
3: Damn right. Sport of promise.
1: Okay, last and certainly least, has anybody got any weekend preview? I'm heading to Florida. I'm going to Fort Myers what? for the weekend. Start up a pitch. Yeah, yep. That's Friends' nice. parents own a big damn house that they're letting us go stay in. So we're heading down, and I'm going to be just kicking it, kicking it <laughs> on a, next to an indoor pool for four days. But I have to be in Florida. Does that make it you guys any less jealous? Well,
0: it's going to be like 40 degrees here, so eh.
1: yeah. we'll live. Yeah, whatever gets yeah. you through the night. Good for you. Uh, anybody else got anything hot?
0: I'm going to the Twins Daily Winter Meltdown on Saturday.
1: I know. I'm so bummed to be missing that. That was a really good time last year. My meter was up at 11. I stayed until 1130 just hoping that it wasn't going to be a big deal, and my car got towed. That's how fun the Twins fucking meltdown was last year. <laughs> and then I cabbed it to the towing place, and they were closed. So then I had to flag that guy back down and go home for the night. And I knew that it was going to happen, but it was that good of a time. So anybody who's... Actually, it's probably sold out at this point, right? Why do I need to sell the meltdown?
0: They, yeah. I think they said it was going to sell out, which my understanding was they're holding it at a much bigger venue this year. So it's it must be the, very popular.
3: The Mason's. I've never been to the poorhouse. house.
0: I, I, don't I don't even know, know where the poorhouse is now that we're talking it about it. It used this. to be
3: something else, I
0: think. Well, that's true of half the things in Minneapolis. Yeah.
1: Oh, the place that used to be something else. Yeah. I remember like, it
0: now.
3: Is it at Block e? like, like the Lone Tree or something? I don't know. It could have been that one. It could be a different one, too. Wade. Wade I might, I'm 50-50 for that, John. I don't quite know yet. Piper has a dance thing in uh, scenic Sauk Rapids, Minnesota, and... Ooh. We don't know how long that's gonna go, so um, we might, we might, we might, or we might end. So might, might end or might
0: not be there. Well, I right. hope you're there, Stu.
3: Yeah, yeah it's yeah, a great fun. time. And I assume Clarence has hockey and dance, softball. Did I yeah. guess right? I guessed right. Yes,
0: softball would be odd in January.
4: Oh, well, we red. got softball too.
3: Yeah, there's uh, bubbles. Those, those indoor, indoor practice bubbles in those cages no. and those. stuff. they got bubbles, John. Oh, yeah.
4: Yeah. Oh yeah. We yeah, got bubbles. They got softball too. I got uh, obligations. I won't be at the winter meltdown. Got, got obligations. Can't
0: make it.
1: What year will, say... will you be at the winter meltdown, Clarence? If you had to put a dollar on it.
4: No. Uh, the global warming will call. It, will change it where it won't be a win- winter meltdown anymore. Jesus. Long before it all show up.
1: You just had to get your political fucking point of view. <laughs> <laughs>
4: That's me. <laughs> Bob, global
1: warming. Old, old Bob, global warming, just constantly talking to us about human, bi- human caused the climate change. Clarence, <laughs> would you would you say your burgeoning
0: popularity is working against you at this point? Because we know that you don't particularly like talking to people. Mm-hmm. It's really not your thing.
1: This is, but accepted. yet,
0: but yet now everybody wants to hang out with you because of the because of the Twitter and the podcast and the Rand Ball. So does that make you less likely to go places?
4: I think it does because if I did then they'd find out how miserable I am and then it would be counterproductive. <laughs> they might as well live the lie.
0: I like
1: how you're miserable
0: as is, is a pleasant person who's fun to hang out with. Yeah, by pleasant miserable, just a, a very nice miserable. human
1: being.
4: Well. Well. Just wait. All you knuckleheads! I'll show up someday, and you're like, oh, Just "This is that."
1: Fucking ruin
0: oh, everything.
4: This <laughs> what the whole hubbub was about. Jesus.
0: Yeah, I think the reason I like Clarence so much is that I understand his never-ending self-hatred.
1: It's probably why we're all friends. It's why we're
4: all don't we hate me. you <laughs> got that in common. <laughs> oh, it's, it's solid to fun- build on.
1: It's funny because it's true. All right, we have been talking I, I, way too goddamn much. Good, we're an hour and a half, aren't we? Yeah. We're close. We're close to ninety
3: minutes.
0: Hey, an hour and a half is nothing compared to our good friends Gleaming and the Geek. And there's only two moment.
3: of them. Well, the Jesus, I mean, that's just that's that relationship. There's 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 something, you
1: know. <laughs> we'll cover that next week.
0: I
3: think yeah, the mistake they
1: make, <laughs> the mistake they
0: make is having actual information and stuff to talk about.
1: Yeah. yeah, I wonder what don't that's that like. Decision. I feel like there'd be pressure to actually get it out. Mm-hmm. I did that little bit of research on football outsiders, and then I just didn't even say it, anything that I learned from it. <laughs> <laughs> Spent a bunch that's of time. Stage was like, yeah, they're bad. Uh, okay, that's it. Let's move on. That's stage fright. Yep. Whoops-a-daisy. Uh, okay, cool. Well, let's let's do this again next week, possibly.
3: Sounds awesome.
1: And if anybody Good. has right. any nostalgia busting they want us to do, let us know. Tales are busters. Yep. Busted. Ow. Boom, boom, boom. That's all I got. That's bust a move, by the way. Oh, yes. Paint fumes. <laughs> Pain fumes.
3: <laughs>
1: so strong. <laughs> so strong. Paint fumes. In <laughs> all right. That'll do it for us. Uh, goodbye. We love you. Be safe.
3: Love you guys. See you. Bye, Bye, guys. Bye.